to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Boys America listeners, welcome to my 336th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsports.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, and who will discuss the Alabama-Georgia classic from Saturday that he attended down in Atlanta. So can't wait to hear A.P.'s take on that. But my highlight of the week is the Patriots yesterday serving notice that they are again in December form, which means practically unbeatable this month, especially in Foxborough, as they handled yesterday the Minnesota Vikings, a very good team, and in a bit of a twist, it was more about the defense than the offense yesterday. Uh... Defense had two interceptions of Kirk Cousins, and it was generally uh, uh, swarming defense throughout the game, really kept them bottled up, and it was, uh, you know, again, serving notice that the Patriots are exactly where we're used to seeing them in early December. And they look good. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, they have the AFC East uh, solid lead and uh, right back to their usual perch. So now it's just as it has been in so many recent years, just playing for seeding. And, of course, one of the more interesting things yesterday was Vikings receiver Adam Thielen getting into it with Bill Belichick on the sideline. I guess it had to do with Patrick Chung being injured on a play that was debatable whether it was a first down or not. And Thielen didn't like Chung uh, uh, being injured and spoke his mind, and Belichick spoke his mind too. So a uh, fascinating little sidebar to that game, as was Tom Brady achieving what for him I think is one of his most meaningful milestones based on his reaction and whatnot yesterday, uh, which was, of course, passing the 1,000-yard career rushing mark. Brady's known for a lot of things. Running isn't one of them. So it took him a while to get there, and a lot of, quote, carries. But he got there. And as we saw later in the game, he uh, took a knee and wanted to make sure that the knee was not a minus one, which would have dropped him back uh, below 1,000. So uh, that was that was great. That was great. But the smile when he was sitting on the field after getting uh, to the thousand mark was priceless. 
So, bottom line, here come the Patriots. Uh, my bizarre story of the week was the Packers firing Mike McCarthy after the loss to the Cardinals in Lambeau. And it's very simple. There's two teams just simply don't do this. Uh, Packers have never done it, ever, as in a midseason, what I would say a late-season firing, uh, in-season for sure, uh, firing of a coach. Uh, the only other team, certainly in the last 50, 60 years, that certainly hasn't done this is, of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it was just shocking. Um, in fact, when the breaking news came last night during the Sunday night football pregame show, Tony Dungy and to a degree uh, Rodney Harrison, but certainly Tony Dungy and, uh, and of course, Mike Tirico, who actually announced it. Uh, but Tony Dungy was just absolutely floored. Uh, it was great live breaking news reaction. You don't get it often. And I know the feeling. We've had it a couple times on this show, and there's just nothing like it when you're the person behind the mic. Uh, and then he later spoke on a Tony Dungy and was really, really uh, not in favor of it. Uh, despite the shock, I mean, to a certain degree, I think, you know, they may have done him a favor. We've been hearing about the discord, apparently, between he and Aaron Rodgers pretty much all season. Let's face it, the Packers just aren't very good. They lost the Cardinals and Lambeau. No one saw that coming. And uh, and now he is like out there and free to talk. If they knew they were going to do it on January 1, the day after the season ended or whatever, then why not just do it yesterday despite the fact they've never done anything like this before. Uh, if I'm the Cleveland Browns, I'm on the phone today uh, calling Mike McCarthy. Uh, Super Bowl winner, nine playoff appearances in something that sounds like 15 years. Uh, great coach, uh, but it just, uh, you know, just wasn't happening uh, this year for whatever reason. Well, my low light of the week was last night's excellent uh, Sunday night football game, but really the the shocking part of it was the Steelers giving up a 14-point-plus lead for the first time ever at home. Uh they had won like 150 games or more when they held a 14-point or more lead, uh, had two ties, uh, but had never lost a game at home when they led by 14 points or more. So they lost to the Chargers, who for them, it was just an epic, epic victory. Um, fascinating game, a lot of crazy plays, none bigger than, uh, than the false start that wasn't called Steelers jumped out quickly it looked like they were going to blow out the Chargers uh, given how well the Steelers play on prime time coming off their loss at Denver and it looked like it was going to be one of those Steeler routes and then uh, next thing you know on the most awkward looking play ever when it was happening live the Charger receivers just sprinting down the field basically wide open and as it uh, became apparent, there was a false start that was missed that everybody on both sides seemed to see. But credit Philip Rivers, he threw it up there, an easy touchdown. Uh, so just a crazy game with a lot of crazy plays. Um, you know, the Steeler defenders 
uh, colliding in the end zone, pops right into Keenan Allen's hands. Uh, but very, very exciting game to watch, to put it mildly. And uh, it was great. So the Chargers now, once and for all, finally need to really be taken seriously to go into Pittsburgh in December, not unlike the Patriots, um, and to beat them on Sunday night football, no matter how it happened, is a real feather in their cap. And Philip Rivers is having a career year at whatever, 35, 36 years old. And that team is uh, that team has got it going right now. And uh, looks like they're going to be a force in the playoffs, to say the least. So there were other another wild weekend in the NFL. New York Giants upset the Bears in what was just a crazy victory, full of crazy, crazy plays, but great theater. Uh, the Falcons lost to the Ravens. The Panthers lost to the Bucks. Those two teams appear to be basically done, just about out. Uh, the Colts, winners of five in a row, lost to the Jags, losers of seven or eight in a row. So uh, quite a shocker there. And in fact, they shut out the Colts and Andrew Luck. So that was uh, uh, pretty amazing as well. And uh, teams that are rolling, ascending. Uh, obviously, the Texans, they won their ninth in a row yesterday. They are looking really, really good. Uh, you know, let's face it, they have the one thing that they never had, which is a great quarterback. Now they got him to go with what has been for years, an excellent defense. The Seahawks are on a serious roll um, as they easily, easily uh, won yesterday, handled the 49ers. Uh, couldn't help but think of the great games those teams played just all not all that long ago, back in the Jim Harbaugh coaching the 49ers days. Uh, but those days are gone. Uh, Seahawks handled them easily. The, C- the Broncos, after their big win at Pittsburgh, and uh, they won again yesterday, beating the Bengals. So they are, uh, you know, they're back in the playoff hunt as well. So uh, what it all seems to be heading towards, no surprise, is the Steelers, Patriots. In 13 days, in Pittsburgh, 4.30 Eastern time start, exactly like last year. Uh, that this famous December game with the Jesse James catch-non-catch, ruled a non-catch as we all know now, uh, for basically all the marbles as far as playoff seating goes. And it uh, looks like we're headed for that again. So get ready for a ratings blockbuster on that. And uh, one final note. The Titans and the Jets. The Jets had the Titans down the entire game, and then they just let them slip away. With uh, when the Titans got the ball at the end, with just penalties and horrible plays, and uh, I guess that's why they're the Jets. But give credit to the Titans for hanging in there and uh, and pulling it off. And in golf, uh, John Rahm won the Tiger Woods event down there in the Bahamas. And we're starting to see some Golfer of the Year uh, awards and announcements coming out. And Brooks Kepka seems to be the man, winning two majors this year, including U.S. Open second year in a row, uh, as well as the, uh, the PGA. So uh, good for him. 
He deserves it. He had a heck of a year. And uh, onward and upward with golf. It was good to have a golf tournament this week. We also had, of course, the, uh, didn't talk about this last week, but I did manage to see some of the Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson match. Interesting, uh, not overly compelling in my book, not enough uh, chatter between them as they walk the 18 holes. But conceptually, I like the idea. I think it could be the beginning of something big. We're going to start to see a lot more of this, maybe in not only golf, but in other sports as well. Pay-per-view, you mix in the gambling part. It's now legal, sports gambling in America, as we all know, from the Supreme Court right rolling a while back. So uh, uh, give them a mulligan on this one. Uh, you know, it had its ups and downs, but I think conceptually this could be the start of something really, really big. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert. A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And he will be discussing the classic Alabama comeback over Georgia. So don't go anywhere. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Sports Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now... Back to the show. Where's America listeners? Welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, 
veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And AP, you saw a classic uh, on Saturday, even in the annals of Alabama football. This has to rate as one of the all-time great games, but maybe quite possibly the greatest the greatest story ever told, so to speak, with the roles reversing between Tua and Jalen Hurts. Uh, a Hollywood ending, if there ever was one. Yeah, John, this was the kind of script you submit to the folks in Hollywood and La La Land, and they look at you cross-eyed and say, this could never happen, but exactly. only in real life could it occur. That's, truth is stranger than fiction. Uh, <laughs> it was incredible, and AP, uh, honestly... I kind of had a bit of a premonition because Tua's knee clearly wasn't right from even earlier in the game. And in the end, it was an ankle, not the knee, that did him in. But he, uh, you know, I remember just thinking to myself, like, when he was hobbling, I think, twice in the first half or, you know, on his knee, um, that, gee, wouldn't it be amazing if Jalen Hurts ends up in this game? And and then, you know, Tua, (laughs) who's very tough, hung in there. But the minute... Yeah, you, you, When he went down with the ankle, it was obvious he wasn't coming back to that game. And he didn't. Yeah, no, no, he didn't. And Jalen was ready. You saw he was, he was. Much improved as a passer. And he yes, threw the ball was with amazing. authority. And he, it, it, wasn't it something, John? I mean, that was his best seven completions. That was seven for nine he, he's had in Alabama history, maybe. <laughs> I agree, AP. Because I mean, that's that, the team back, you know. The first touchdown on the run to the right, where he just like yeah. drilled it in there in that window, was remarkable. Like the best pass he's ever thrown in his life at that moment. It's what I thought. <laughs> and and there was more to come after that play, right? Absolutely no. He two unbelievable drives to say the least. I guess the one, the first one, was the longest drive of the year, if I'm not mistaken, for Alabama. Correct. On that one, John, but I know it was a long one, and the fact that when he scrambled this time in the 13th game of the season in the year 2018, his eyes were looking downfield. The one play that uh, is a testimony to his development was he, he ran to his right, and there was Jalen Waddle, the defender, tiptoed on the sideline for a big reception, long game. Oh, exactly, yeah. No, there were a lot of other throws besides the touchdown throw, which... Uh you know, I believe tied the game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, yeah, it was just uh, great stuff. And then fittingly, though, you know, uh, he rolled to his right again and, you know, scored the winning touchdown running. So there was a nice lane open for him. I, I did hear the announcer say something like all the Alabama players, his teammates were on the sideline screaming for him to throw it. Uh, but then he <laughs> ran it. Um and it was, I mean, every decision he made was correct, including that one. Yeah, he just had a fabulous day and a moment. And, John, the same venue, the same team, the same three quarterbacks involved, plus Justin exactly. Fields and Georgia, of course. And he, the roles were reversed, as you mentioned, and he was the savior of the game and the day. And the season for Alabama. And the season. Well, I... I yeah, I think they could have still been in the playoff with the way things were uh, happened for, for all the other teams. But in, in Alabama's mind, it was saving the season. Oh, without a doubt. You know, I mean, just uh, still undefeated and uh, in control, shall we say, at the, at the number one seed. 
and it was just you know remarkable and he is so likable i mean the relationship between the two going back to last year and how classy jalen hurts was after the game when Tua won the national championship to this year and there was that great you know the money shot as i call it a great uh piece of video just showing those two hugging um just tremendous i mean the way those two have handled it it doesn't get any better than that and best of all i mean you know we have our answer ap that we've all wondered all season long and gosh knows you and i have talked about it a lot this on this show all year long is uh that's why he stayed right (laughs) (laughs) took a while to get the answer but we got the answer yeah, that's why Saban was predicting this moment, and Jalen wanted to be a part of this team and graduate from the University of Alabama. And I don't think anybody will be prouder when he steps across that stage, uh, maybe when they have their ceremony in, in December or uh, in the springtime. Maybe he'll wait around for that. I'm not sure, but I think they do have a ceremony in December. So, yeah, Jalen Hurts, his name will live forever and for forever. a number of reasons in Alabama folklore. Absolutely, forever, forever again. You know, greatest story ever told, really. And that's saying something in the annals of Alabama football. So, AP, I have to ask you about, you know, the the fake punt. What was, I mean, I, it was just such a horrible call. Like, it, it was so awkward. You know, it reminded me of that final play that Penn State ran against Ohio State. Like, the minute the ball was snapped, you knew. It was a, a disaster about to happen, and in both cases, that's exactly what happened. The plays were both over in an instant. Um, unbelievable, the, both the call and the, uh, you know, the execution. Yeah, John, I'm all for taking a risk. <clears throat> oh, me too. Uh, during moments of these high-profile games. I love it. Uh, but it, it was 4th and 11. Well, I think it was 3-11 on the clock. It's definitely 4th and 11. You're you're definitely in in the game going back and forth with the number one team. And the defense have played great throughout the game pretty much. Yeah, the defense have played very well. You hammered it at the line of scrimmage on offense. Your quarterback was very hot and accurate with his throws, and the receivers were making catches. And then you decide to come up with a 4th down and eleven fake punt where you're going to run the football. I, I think it was going to, it was a run the whole way, I believe. Correct. And, and I know Kirby. The play, yep. the, Go ahead. He, he said the play was, he said the play was open, John, in the press conference, but they snapped the he, ball too late. But he did. Followed up with, yeah. Did a you window that closed or, or something. Watching, no, no. Yeah. I mean, to me, the whole key was very simple. And this is where you have to call a timeout or change the play, whatever. Alabama had their defense yeah. on the field, right? They didn't have the punt return team on, correct? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. they had the safe defense on. Because I asked Nick Saban about the play, if they had seen anything similar in all the review of, of Georgia's plays during the season. And he said, we saw some fake punts, but we didn't see this particular one. But we had our safe defense on the field. Yes, yes. I kept hearing, it was interesting. I kept hearing that term. And I, it wasn't something I had really heard before. Or maybe it's a... Just a phrase I'm unfamiliar with, but I, I thought it was interesting, safe as a, you know, but that's what they had, basically their defense on the field. And, you know, again, I'm, the, I'm like UAP, who doesn't love, you know, a guy going for it, whether it's the NFL coaches these years going for two for the first time in forever to win games or lose them, Mike Vrabel, case in point, but uh, Ron Rivera. But anyway, 
that was just a bad call, given they're on their own side of the 50. There's whatever, two to three minutes left. And it went to the, the freshman quarterback Fields, right? Yes, Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, to bring that kid in, and I know he's like a total stud, you know, one of the top freshman quarterbacks, right. you know, in the country in high school star. Uh, but, you know, to put him in that situation is like pretty crazy, a freshman. And I know, again, you'd pedigree one of the top high school players last year, but it was just wrong from the start. You could just see it, feel it. But again, the key to me was the fact they had their safe defense out there. And, you know, again, gutsy move, but it just backfired. What can you say? But Kirby Smart basically said, without saying it, you know, he'd do the same, he'd do, make the same call again in the same situation. So he, he, he believed what he did. He said, so more power to him. It just didn't work. Yeah, I think probably him and maybe, uh, and I say a, a member of his family, I'm not even saying all his family. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Um, <laughs> so, <in> play. <laughs> there you go, AP. So, AP, I have to ask you, how about the fans? I mean, you have perspective. You've been covering Alabama forever. I mean, where's it rank? The fans had to be beyond thrilled, both... I, 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 at the fake punt, after yeah, John, the game winner, all of it. It must have been special. Yeah, John, when you think about the moment, I mean, I, I'm trying to, and I'll have to think about this for a while, this is tied to another game with a similar player at the position or quarterback, and but it's almost a year later. It's not like a, a revenge game or something of that nature where, uh, uh, let's say, a player made a blunder and they came back the next year and won it. It's just the fact that one player was replaced and the other quarterback went on to put all the points on the board and win the national championship. And now here that player who was uh, tremendous all season to a tongue of Iowa, and he was hurt in the 13th game where he couldn't perform. And then Jalen Hurts, who had, for whatever reason, the offense and Jalen did not get any points on the board against Georgia, he comes back and scores the points to tie it and then end up winning the game. I mean, that, that's kind of a, a a novel, right? Or a book, at least. It's not a, totally. even a chapter. It's more than... And highlighted more. by the fact, as you said at the top, same teams, same stadium, uh, with the yeah. backdrop of last year's not being just a game or an SEC championship game, but the national championship. And this game basically dictating who might win this year's national championship. I mean, you just can't make it up. I'll tell you what it reminded me of, AP. Going back uh, to the Wayback Machine about 20 years ago when, uh, you know, Tom Brady replaced Drew Bledsoe. We all remember that. Yeah. 2000, 2001. And they were playing the Steelers out in Pittsburgh, and Brady got hurt in the first quarter, and Bledsoe, who had been benched after having his spleen nearly ruptured, you know, mid-season of that year, uh, came off the bench and basically guided the, uh, you know, the Patriots to a gigantic upset victory. It was the AFC Championship game to propel them to the Super Bowl. And we all remember that game, and Drew Bledsoe was, you know, did what needed to be done, just like Jalen Hurts, efficient, good decision-making. And then, of course, the controversy erupted, Brady course was chosen quarterback we all know the rest of the story they won the super bowl two weeks later and there we go but it did remind me of that 
I, th- I thought it was a fairly good analogy myself. One yeah, of the first things I thought amazing of. Amazing because, yeah, because those two teams, I mean, Belichick and Nick Saban, they, they've been together throughout the football history and they're Correct. compadres and, you know, very good friends. And, and it's amazing how there are two teams, so there's some parallels every once in a while. Correct, correct. Well, again, that was, uh, you know, that was the game that basically, well, I shouldn't say, well, and let's not forget, by the way, that was, you know, a week after the tuck roll. So that's, this was the birth <laughs> of the Patriot dynasty, those, that two weeks. And the tuck roll, as famous as it was, might have just been a footnote if Bledsoe hadn't done what he did that a week later, which, of course, then led to the First ever Super Bowl victory in the first post-9-11 game down in Superdome over the Rams. The rest is history. So, you know, I think there's some, you know, uh, a lot of similarities. But that was the first thing I thought of, AP. Uh, you know, after the game when I kind of like like you, looking for a sort of comparisons and perspective of what did we just see? Because it was something special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a parallel moment for sure on the, on the professional level and with the, the New England Patriots. And so, but I I didn't know what was going to happen, but I thought Alabama had a good chance to win because Jalen was uh, he's a much better quarterback now, I believe. Oh yes. And the, you know the team, you know, this was their moment. They had to do something. They were behind 14 points and they'd beaten everybody else by 22 points or more. And yeah, just like last year, the first time that happened, yeah, and just like and, and, and John, the, the um, only time that's happened, or the last time that's happened, twenty-two point margin, in in twelve straight games was Yale University, eighteen eighty-eight. Well, <laughs> hundred and fifty years or thereabouts. <laughs> like who, who yeah, was the I coach, mean, Pop Warner the, or uh, Fielding uh, Yost? Yeah, Pop Warner must have been the coach. Yeah. I'm guessing. <laughs> Yeah, I really don't know. I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, I really don't know. I'm, right. I don't know, John, but... Uh, All you need I to know is it pre- to, to predates... Two centuries ago, yeah. It, it predates George Hollis, I guess is the best way to say it, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, and, and you're talking about two... You know, you're skipping a whole century. <laughs> exactly, you're skipping a century. There you go. Perfectly said, and AP, uh, on that note... We've quickly gotten to our break. Uh, Still have a lot more to get to, both with this game as well as uh, the rest of the college football landscape, which, of course, was uh, uh, fabulous viewing yesterday. And uh, so we're going to discuss all that, who's in the bowl games, who's in the Final Four, and we'll do that on the other side. school to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 
at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. For Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 888 346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we, of course, were talking about the classic Alabama comeback win led by Jalen Hurts over Georgia on Saturday. You were there in uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta and... Covered it pretty well in the previous segment, but AP, uh, I wasn't there, but I was in a a pretty good spot, as it turned out. Uh, Given my season-long, well, a couple seasons now, I've been going to Penn State viewing parties in downtown Boston. So with them not playing Saturday, I had the bright idea to Google uh, Georgia bars in Boston and Alabama bars in Boston, and lo and behold, I found one of each. So I watched the first half in at a Georgia watch party, packed, and then I watched walked a couple blocks and watched the second half in the Alabama uh, establishment, and AP was absolutely electric. I was thinking of you nonstop. 
uh, <laughs> not wishing you were there because you were at the game, but I, I mean, wishing you were there, but nonetheless, not uh, not saying that you know it, you'd have loved it. It was hundreds of Alabama fans in full regalia, audio, and just going crazy. It was really special, uh, as it was at the Georgia uh, spot in the first half when they were having their run. Um, so I really, it worked out beautifully for me. I was in the, the right the right place at the right time, shall we say, the way the game played out. But yeah, so Alabama football is alive and well in Boston. I wanted to tell you that. <laughs> That's amazing. I knew they had a chapter of, in Boston, but I wasn't sure of the signs. But it, I'm sure it's grown over the years with the success of the football team and enthusiasm. Correct. And so that's um, that was a brilliant move that you made to reach out and, and check in with the Georgia chapter and the Alabama chapters in Boston area because it, it just it's just different watching it with passionate people who care about the team as opposed to just a sports bar where they're just rooting for something uh, that day. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it, you know, it's a thing. These viewing parties, to say the least. I mean, for what it's worth, I even found uh, an Oklahoma spot and a Texas spot as well. But my schedule didn't allow me to really see any of that. But uh, it was uh, it was special stuff. It really was the same way the Penn State games have been for the past couple of years. Uh, and speaking of Penn State. Um, I got my wish came true. AP, I'm already scheduled to be in Orlando for the weekend after Christmas, and so I've been rooting for Penn State to get invited to the Citrus Bowl. And so I had a really fun day yesterday watching it all unfold and liking my chances throughout the day. And then it came to be so, AP, I'll be spending the weekend after uh, Christmas with Penn State Nation, who will, I guarantee you be descending upon Orlando. Get out of the cold. <laughs> so I couldn't be more pleased. I'm probably as happy about that as you were on Saturday evening at about 7 o'clock <laughs> when Alabama put it away. Yes, yes. And they're going to face Kentucky. Is that right? Kentucky in the Citrus Bowl. Yep. And it's a great take. Right. And they have the, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting matchup. And they've played before, I'm sure. They have, they have. I'm I think sure. uh, they, I'm sure they, they have definitely, they have definitely played before, no doubt about it. And so I'm excited. Um, and in fact, an, another team that I've covered, uh, West Virginia, is literally playing in Orlando, same stadium, Camping World Bowl, uh, in not the Citrus Bowl, but another bowl game there on Friday night, December 28th at 5 p.m. Uh, three hours after I touched down in Orlando. So uh, so West Virginia people, I'm sure, will be hanging around, enjoying the warmth and everything else Orlando has to offer. And so between West Virginia going and, Orla- and Penn State coming, I think it's going to be a heck of a weekend to be in Orlando for a guy like me who's covered literally both teams and lived in both states. Yeah, you're going to enjoy that, John, immensely, and you'll see two good quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. Virginia. Ah, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be the air. It's going to be electric, no doubt about it. I, I couldn't have been uh, more pleased with it. And you know, I did have one. I mean, again, I'm thrilled with the result, but I did find it interesting yesterday. With Penn State 
final ranking number 12. Texas, final ranking number 15. Uh, Texas was chosen for a New Year's Day Bowl, Sugar Bowl against Georgia, at number 15. And Penn State at number 12 was not chosen for a New Year's Day Bowl, but in fact, the Citrus Bowl. Again, I am thrilled. I couldn't be happier. But as I was watching it, I was like, oh, boy. I think Penn State might get that last New Year's Day slot, which is not in Orlando. <laughs> and uh, so I just found it interesting how uh, the Texas just, you know, leapfrogged Penn State because every team above Penn State, from 11 LSU to number one Alabama, is, of course, in a New Year's Day Bowl. And then you, it stops at number 11. Of course, there's 12 total teams are playing New Year's or in the college football playoff. And then number the 12th team was the number 15th ranked team, Texas. And I get it. Texas travels well. Great season. They're back. On and on and on. But I just found it interesting. Yeah, that is on the strange side, John, that they weren't selected. And the team below them uh, was the choice. So I didn't get a chance to hear the reasons why, but I'm sure they're in the Texas newspaper and the Penn State newspaper. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't had a chance. I, I don't know either. Um, you know, but it's been so busy with NFL football and everything. Uh, you know, haven't had a chance to see what, if any, but I haven't heard it mentioned anywhere. Like, it's as if, you know, on the national scene, like it hasn't even been noticed, but uh, I can assure you Penn State fans have noticed. So uh, I'll have to do a little <laughs> digging when I have a minute to see if there is a reason, but I get it. Again, I really do. Texas had a great season. I mean, again, you know, Penn State was nine and three. Texas was nine and four. Penn State was twelve. Texas was fifteen. So I mean, Penn State had a better year. Period. Again, it worked out for me personally for them to go to Orlando, but I did find it mildly interesting. But I don't think anybody in Pennsylvania is complaining about going to Orlando <laughs> by any means. <laughs> no, no, it's easy destination as well. Very. That's very, true. Uh, a lot of flights from many places. And- and a lot of accommodations. That's what I always like to say, AP. Lunch in Boston or State College and dinner in Orlando. It's that easy to get there. It really is. It's so convenient. <laughs> That's right. It <laughs> so, sure is. It sure again, is. I'll enjoy it. No, and nobody's complaining. I was there uh, when Florida played Michigan. I think they play again this year, if I'm not mistaken. But a few years back, they played in the Citrus Bowl when I was in downtown Orlando blocks from the Citrus Bowl while the game was occurring. Walked around the stadium before and during the game. And it was just a, a fabulous, fabulous atmosphere. So it may not be a New Year's Day Bowl, but it's the next best thing, no doubt about that. The Citrus Bowl. Yeah. So, AP... Uh, oh, it's going to be great. No, I, I, I just loved, you know, all the bowl matchups. I think they're going to be great, but... Uh, hard to believe we're quickly at the at our final break. So why don't we take our last break and uh, we'll get a, get through a few more things on the other side. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. 
This week on The Revolution, it's a mixed bag of Thanksgiving hunting pursuits. Joining us will be Greg Ritz, host of Huntmasters, Jared Hinton, communications coordinator for Federal Ammunition, and Jill Gector with Cinch Jeans. Jim and Trav's outdoor Thanksgiving celebration is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Happy Thanksgiving and happy hunting. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel have you had a chance to check out voice america's online magazine and blog if you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective plus topics about health and fitness movie reviews philosophy business tips and tactics spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite hosts it's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com that's blog.voiceamerica.com the voice america press blog all access all the time your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is, of course, the Army-Navy game on Saturday. Nothing quite like it in all of sports. I had the pleasure of covering the 2012 game uh, in the only place you want to be to see your first Army-Navy game, which is Philadelphia. And there's just nothing like it in sports, so... That will bring the regular season to a close. They have the stage to themselves as they should. And it's always a great way to wrap up the season. And AP, no sooner will that get done than the bowl season gets underway like December 15th, like a week later. So here we go. And AP, uh, you know, one of my favorite things about, about Saturday, Conference Championship Day, was University of Central Florida coming back three times from a 17-point deficit to keep that undefeated record intact, and they're going to the Fiesta Bowl, I believe. So good for them, you know, with their backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing to come back from that deficit, and they're going to be highly motivated as usual. I think that their, their opponent is LSU. From that that is correct. That is correct. And LSU, they don't normally score a lot of points. Uh, defensively, the pretty good, you know, at times, but Central Florida will be a challenge for them because, as I said, they'll they'll want to be uh, excited to be at that, at that bowl, New Year's Day bowl. Oh, yeah. They'll want to beat an SEC team, which they did last year, 
Yep. That's no issue Auburn. for them. A lot of their players are from that part of the country. So this is, re- I think, really another good thing for the American Athletic Conference. No doubt about it. It's going to be great. And, uh, you know, I give them a lot of credit, too. I mean, it's their 24th or 25th win in a row, two straight seasons, undefeated. And But the way they pay tribute to their fallen quarterback, Mackenzie Milton, wearing the lays and just, you know, all over the place, interviewed his mother on TV. I guess the dad was watching with Mackenzie. And AP, I mean, I knew it was a serious injury. We all did. But I had no idea until I heard on Saturday watching the game that I guess he had to have three vascular, as in nerve, surgeries last week alone, or certainly since the injury, just to get that straightened out. And they still can't even go in to do the, as they termed it, knee reconstruction for another month. They have to make sure that the surgeries they've already done. So this is a cataclysmic injury by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I I don't know that I've ever heard of anything quite like that, where you had to have three nerve surgeries, vascular surgeries before, and then wait a month before you could even do the knee surgery. Isn't that, that's just incredible. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I've never heard of something so complex with a knee, uh, but they're lucky they can make those surgical, uh, you know, moves to help him, you know, get his knee back in total repair. Exactly. I mean, he's a tough guy. He has shown that in the past. And of course, you know, Memphis almost beat him, uh, you know, a while back, uh, midseason in the rain in Memphis. And Mackenzie Milton led him to victory in the last seconds of that game. And then the backup quarterback played great on Saturday back in Orlando. And, you know, they won their game undefeated onto a New Year's Day Bowl and good for them. And best wishes to Mackenzie Milton because he's he's had a special career there, to say the least. And, uh, you know, again, it just, I mean, I I just couldn't believe when I heard, like, the medical end of it. Typically, you know, for the really bad ones, we'll hear something like, you know, they need to take some time to let the swelling go down. And even when you hear that, you're like, oh, that's bad. You know that's bad. Yeah. To hear this. Yes, yes. Hear this was stunning, quite frankly. So, but I know they have great medical care down there uh, from start to finish. They talked about the trauma teams and all of it. And they do have tremendous medical uh you know, medical care down there in the Orlando area. And, uh, again, best wishes to him and, uh, and we'll see how it all develops, uh, at the Fiesta Bowl, but AP. So it's settled Alabama, Oklahoma. I'm, I'm loving it because, you know, who doesn't like watching Oklahoma defensive warts and all, <laughs> I mean, they're, Oh my fun. goodness. <laughs> They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll score in the warm-ups if you don't watch it. Exactly. Really talented. Well yeah, that Kyler Murray, you know, because he's a baseball player, right? he can make a, so many throws from an awkward position, you know, whereas another quarterback might have to have their feet set. He does not. $3.5 million yeah. arm, right? <laughs> yeah, plus he makes more than his coach maybe or, or close to it, right? Yeah, it's $3.5 million, literally in the bank. Like, no matter what he does. And now he's suddenly in the yeah. Heisman talk, as you well know. And 
but AP that you know, from an entertainment standpoint, Oklahoma, Alabama could be maybe as good. As, we can only hope it's as good as what we saw on Saturday, right? Yeah, absolutely. They're two traditional blue blood schools with a lot of history and been in the Orange Bowl. The last time I recall, John, Oklahoma and Alabama in the Orange Bowl was the 1962 season. The quarterback was somebody from your neck of the woods by the name of Joe, Joseph William Namath. I've heard of him. Cradle of quarterbacks, Western Pennsylvania. Beaver Falls, of course. Western Pennsylvania, right. Yep. And the president of the United States was in the center of the field to have the coin toss. Or the side, I, it might have even been in the stands they did that at something like that. And Leroy Jordan uh, has told me the story many times. He was one of the Alabama captains, and he has that coin. Really? Wow. Yes, he does. And he says it very proudly, yes. That would be a keepsake, to say the least. So we're going either JFK or LBJ, right? Yeah, JFK was the uh, president at the time, 1962. And uh, Joe Namath threw a touchdown pass, I think, to Richard Williamson, who has since passed on. He became an assistant coach in the NFL and different colleges. And Joe, Joe was a sophomore, and at the end of the game, he was interviewed on the field by, uh, uh, I think it was Jim's, uh, uh, not, it was um, the gentleman from ABC, uh, I can't recall his name now. Chris, Chris uh, Schinkel, McKay. Keith Jackson, McKay, but, Jim I think McKay. It was Jim, Jim, Jim McKay, I believe it was. I think it was Jim McKay, yep. yes, you can watch that on YouTube. I love it. That's great. 17, and, yeah, 17-zip out. And that was the game, a famous game for Leroy Jordy, made 31 tackles which will probably be an Orange Bowl record for another couple of centuries. And Coach Bryant, they asked him about Leroy. said, well, if he stays between the lines, oh, Leroy will get him. Exactly, exactly. And little did we know that Joe Namath shortly thereafter would sign the richest contract in pro football history. I still remember the amount, 400000 Yeah. Like right, that was when that was two years later, John, when he played in the Orange Bowl again. That was the first primetime Orange Bowl when they played Texas. First prime. Right. Oh, okay. So you're talking about a sophomore year. Yeah, sophomore year. Right. He was a sophomore in '62. Okay. And they beat, o- well, beat Oklahoma 17 zip, and then they returned two years later to play Texas when they were ranked number one, and Texas upset him. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Um, well, to say he's you know he's our favorite son in Western Pennsylvania, and your favorite son in Alabama, uh, not to mention New York. <laughs> so he he is a the, the very definition of a sporting legend to put it mildly um he was a legend playing high school ball. i knew about him growing up a couple hours away from beaver falls everybody did you know and i was like a very very young kid but you knew about joe namath you heard the name you know even when he was in high school so um so ap the other game so you're gonna that's just gonna be a great game in the orange bowl of course the other semifinal, clemson notre dame has potential. Clemson, I watched some of the pit game the other night. They look good, um, as always, uh, in uh, really sloppy conditions down there in Charlotte. But, yeah, th- that should be a good game, too. Uh, we'll, we'll see once and for all what Notre Dame's made of that night, for sure. <laughs> oh, you know, obviously. Yeah, they've been, yeah, they've been, having, trouble score- they've been having trouble scoring, but Clemson, they have a quarterback that's a very good passer and all the athletes, especially on defense, the defensive line has four pros. Correct. And it'll be quite a ball game. Notre Dame's going to have to play very efficiently on offense. And 
come up with some type of game plan to slow all that speed down that Clemson will bring to Arlington, Texas. It's going to be great. It's going to be great to watch. No doubt about it. Um, that, of course, will be out in Dallas uh, starting yes. at, I believe, 5 p.m. Eastern time. The game you're going to, Alabama, Oklahoma, will be prime time, as it should be, uh, with um, from the Orange Bowl or uh, Hard Rock Stadium in uh, Miami. So that's going to be great. Uh, one of the best nights, sporting nights of the year now. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it hasn't taken long, but it's clearly uh, firmly established as one of, you know, now one of the top sporting nights there is. But AP, hard to believe we're, we're at the end of the show, but glad you got to see such a classic on Saturday. And there'll be more to come, I, I, I think. I think so, John, and thank you so much for having me on the show. Look forward to the next time. All right, AP, and thanks as always for your perspective. And uh, as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And we'll talk sports again next week.